The kitchens of today can be more beautiful than 1949 because this year there's a better, brighter, self-polishing floor wax. It's 1949 Glow Coat. Yes, bright as it's always been, this year Glow Coat is brighter than ever, better than any. Try 1949 Glow Coat on your linoleum this week. This is Captain James Proctor of the USS Eckener reporting. The Eckener has gone Hindenburg, and I am stranded somewhere in the Wyoming Plains. Uh, let's see, I have um, two wireless radios and about three dozen records from the lounge. Yes, the gramophone made it. Good luck. Richard. What? Richard? Wait, get her started, get her started. Let's try it and it's right. You're listening to a Petrifying Productions project broadcasted on KOCA 93.5 FM from 6 to 7 p.m. Friday nights. Oh, the humanity. To contact KOCA, email koca at koca935.org. contact me, Captain Proctor, email petrifyingproductions at gmail.com or visit my website at www.tinyurl.com slash petrifyingproductions. I, I can't talk, ladies and gentlemen. Airship wrecked with Captain Proctor. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize for not having a show recorded last week. However, before I crashed here, no one informed me that the weather drops to negative 20 in the winter in Wyoming. Um, so that was rather hard. Um, so I had to spend all last week insulating my ship and um, ice skating, but that's, that's besides the point. Perhaps you should tell our listeners what your ship looks like. Hi, I'm not telling my listeners what the ship looks like, uh, my or my, I mean my my little hut, whatever you want. All right, fine, fine. Um, okay. If you imagine a wooden shack surrounded by a massive balloon, like billowing, that kind of looks like a bladder. Um, it is rather cold. But luckily, I have a big screen TV, so I can watch reruns of Big Bang Theory in the Wild Wild West. On another note, I um, recently went to a um, showing of The Muppets at a local theater. Um, it was a surprisingly excellent movie, um, and I highly suggest everyone goes and sees it. Um, interesting trivia, the one of the fellows in Flight of the Concords, uh, who do the, does the um, robot song, I believe I've played before, um, helped write the movie and two of the songs, including the one with Sheldon in it. Um, so, tonight I'm going to do something very interesting. I'm going to do The Imaginary Evolution of Swing Music, as the title of this post implies. Um, now, uh, what this means is basically there's all these lovely derivatives of swing music that I love to play, uh, modern things, you see. And um, I decided I'm going to play uh, sort of them, sort of in order of chron chronologically, if this uh, of how swing music actually involved, but mixing in the much more interesting modern versions.
than Maple Leaf Rag by Scott Joplin. Entertainer by Scott Joplin, performed by Chris Stone.
Strike Orchestra.
find control. Welcome back, dear friends. And this week I have a very um, uh, interesting fan mail that I just want to insert here before I continue on with the um, imaginary evolution of Swing. Um, it says, Dear Captain Proctor, I find the whole relationship between Proctor and Adam very amusing. You have even hooked me on Electro Swing now, which I had not even heard of before. By the way, I can't seem to find any Electro Swing on iTunes. Do you happen to know where I can download anything of the genre? And this is from uh, Miss Porter. Um, so, what I would suggest, um, look up Electro Swing on iTunes, first of all. Um, that's two words, and I won't spell it because that will make me sound dumb. I might make Adam spell it, though. Don't look at me like that, please. Okay. Now, what I would suggest is you first look up Caravan Palace. Um, they are very, very good. Um, uh, although, I, I think they need some more horns, personally. And they have excellent music videos as well. Um, and they don't just they just don't just remix their music. They actually play it. Uh, they have shows. Um, and now, the other one I would look up is White Mink, um, who actually owns the internet domain to electroswing.com. Um, and they have an excellent compilation albums, um, and all of them are very good. Um, there's also a few compilation albums, such as the Electro Swing Revolution, um, which have several volumes, and I was very surprised how much of, their, of this genre is out there. So, let's go back to um, the evolution of Swing. Uh, here's King of Swing. Rising. And those drums begin a pounding. Yeah. Drums begin a pounding. 
of Swain. King of Swain, King of Swain, King of Swain, yeah.
A Tap Dancer's Dilemma by the Diabolo Swing Orchestra. You're listening to a Petrifying Productions project broadcasted on KOCA 93.5 FM every 6 to 7 p.m. Friday nights. To contact KOCA, email KOCA at koca935.org. To contact Captain Proctor, email petrifyingproductions at gmail.com. Welcome back. Now, here's an interesting fact. Um, of all of the species on Earth, um, the total weight of all of the um, people and animals and any sort of living thing is called the, bio, is called the biomass. Um, and half of the biomass is taken up by single-celled organisms. Which leads me to the joke. A nun, a rabbi, and a duck walk into a bar. And a bartender says... Greetings, I'm... Hello, I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting your frequency again, it's just, uh... Well, actually, I'm not, I'm not actually really sorry for interrupting your frequency, I actually quite enjoy doing this, to be honest. Anyways, I just, I just, I'm calling because, well, I, I need somebody to talk to, you see, I, well, uh, the rainy season is over now, and, um, but we, we, I was having a good time with Captain, um, Captain Miguel, or whoever he was, uh, I, I was having a good time with him, we were, we were talking a lot, I was, I was talking a lot, he was mostly, mostly plugging his ears and ignoring me, but, hey, you know, it, it was still, it was still pretty fun, it was, it was good times. Anyways, he, um, he kind of disappeared after, after the rain. After the rain stopped, he, he disappeared. I don't know exactly where he went. Really, I... Hmm. Anyways, I, I felt like talking to somebody, so here I am. I can't actually talk to you because I'm overriding a frequency, but, um... Yes, well, that's, that's life, I suppose. Anyways, um... I'm here to talk to you today about some interesting, interesting stuff. I that, that is to say, an interesting steampunk things. You see, I um, well, see, I, I I heard, I remember, I recall from my visit in, in Wyoming when I visited you. I recall that you liked. Punk, punk, uh, steam, steampunk, yes, that was it, that's quite, and I, uh, and I, 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 I built, in my spare time here, I've built a high-speed computer, so I thought I'd Google it, and, uh, lo and behold, I found Lego steampunk devices that are built out of Lego bricks, and, well, I thought I would talk about that for some reason, I'm, I'm not exactly, I'm not exactly sure why, but, you know, it, it's something to talk about, so, here we are. The first one is, uh, well, I'm not sure what it is, actually. It, maybe, maybe it's a camera or something. And, um, ah, oh, it's got some very nice, very nice parts usage. Parts, very nice Lego parts usage there. They're using the insectoids leg pieces and using them to make things that look steampunky and, and such. 
And, 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 and if you're viewing this podcast in the fourth dimension, then you should be able to see the pictures. If not, I apologize. I'm, I'm sure you're very lost at this point, but... Hey, who doesn't have fourth dimensional abilities at this point? Anyways, there's another thing here. I don't know what it is. I'm just going to skip it. There's also a... I believe it's a telescope, but it's made of... It's brown. I don't believe that you can make telescopes out of wood, but... Oh well. This is a, it's a telescope. It's got... It probably doesn't actually work as a telescope. Oh well. There's also a, um... Not, not, not exactly sure what that is either. I look at that one. I mean, really, it doesn't make sense. There's also a phone, a very old phone. I don't know why he'd want to build one that looks so old. How would he use it? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it probably wouldn't work. With modern phones. And there's a typewriter and a gramophone and a safe. Really, really, using Lego to make it safe is the best idea. You take it apart and put the money inside and, or whatever. And there's the candlestick from Beauty and the Beast and etc, etc. Really, really, I mean, I, I, I would hope that you're seeing these in the fourth dimension because I obviously this would be incredibly boring if you could not see the actual models. Well, that's that. I just thought I'd mention... Mention those things? Yes, well, I don't have really much else to talk about, you see. I kind of like having a one-sided conversation, you know, because I can't actually communicate with you. Yes. Well, good talking to you. suppose I shall interrupt your frequency again later. Goodbye. And then the butler says, well... That might have been a good idea, but unfortunately, I forgot my cheese. You don't think that's funny, Adam? Really? Such a such a long joke, and you... Alright, fine. Anyway, um, if you want to uh, follow along with what that man just was talking about, you can go to the link in the podcast description to see what he's talking about. Streets of Portland yield their murky bounty, and when all is whiskey washed away, the scullery made the lumberjack, the Shanghai sailor awakens to see before him six penny vagabonds, pumping organ grinder, ruffian monkeys, the raucous bone sounds of their tools of wood and silver, clanging the music of the Rialto, Venetian carnival, the Scala, and the junk heap of the SS Brigand, what sailed forth at the helm was Marsh Burden. His first ponder and cry is to skip on Kusky. Oh my, Mademoiselle Mango! Myself, Eric Stern. Mr. Robin Jackson. And of course, El Crivo on bass. A repertoire of frenetic case, vagabond opera plays, original bohemian cabaret, Baba Bulgarian provost, Romany Russian waltzes, Ellingtonian jazz, classical Arabic klezmer, one Flemish ballad here, a Macedonian branche there. But wait! We also play songs that are dulcet and tender.
Instead, an opera duel to the death. <laughs>
by Tin Hat Trio. Subtle parchment, my skin, the balance. 
killers by a woman. You know what time it is. It's time for Ask Captain Proctor. No, Adam, that's the wrong music. That's that's the music for the um, Nikki Leaks, I believe. There we go, that's much better. Now, here's our letter. Uh, dear Captain Proctor, I really like the show. I think you should play more Professor Elemental music and more of the traditional steampunk music, though. Plus, there should be interruptions from the host of the radio station you're controlling. I also enjoyed the Crimson Count interview and hope to hear more soon. Well, John, um, I can certainly try and play more traditional steampunk music, however. The question is, how do you interpret steam real steampunk music? For instance, one woman considers herself steampunk. Do you consider her steampunk? Also, um, the men that will not be blamed for nothing definitely do not sound steampunk, but they call themselves steampunk. So, is that what you want, or do you want sounds more like steampunk? Um, and what do you mean by traditional? Steampunk has not been around that long, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, on your other note about there should be more interruptions from the host, unfortunately I have no control over that, um, even though he sounds so much like me. Um, on the Crimson Count, unfortunately, she may not be back for reasons I would rather not like to talk about. Um, but I miss her too, and that's all I'm going to say. So, let's have the last half of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and uh, sign off. If you will kindly don these India rubber diving suits and weighted boots, we'll soon be off on the hunt. Hunt? And diving suits? Captain Nemo has promised undreamed wonders, Ned. I can believe that, sir. Ah, we've now arrived at the forests of the lost island of Crespa, gentlemen. You have your suits on. Now please put the helmets in place. I am about to close the waterproof door. We were in utter darkness. The Rukirol apparatus began operating the moment our helmets were fixed firmly in place, and I breathed with ease. Now I was about to step into a completely new element, the sinister unknown. Led by a man who, for all I knew, was mad. A second door located in the outer of the shell of the Nautilus slid back. And in another moment, I was treading the floor of the ocean. Oh, my dear friends, how can I describe the sight that met my eyes? A fantastic dream? No. More like an emotion. Yes. An emotion, that's it. I moved through unbelievable beauty, no longer feeling the drag of my clothing and weighted shoes. The water acted like a, a prism for the early morning sun, so that we walked in the radiance of the seven solar colors. I could see the silver sand shimmering away to a distance of, of 150 yards and dotted with star shell, flowers and rocks and shells and pulpy of every shade and formation. But... <laughs> What if, my, what if my colleagues could see me now? <laughs> they wouldn't believe it. <laughs> no. We're approaching the old Spanish galleon. But here, friends, look. Look as I open this gigantic chest. There. Look. Gold. Plenty of it. 
sparkling, glinting in cold salt water. My eternal bank. I filled a small chest we brought along. And now, my dear professor, we'll go to my pearl beds. Captain, all these riches we saw today, you can use only so much. What good is the rest unless you help your fellow men? Professor Arana, you are my guest, an onlooker. I do not desire your advice. Oh, but it seems such a waste, sir. With so much need in the world... Enough! Yes, there is need. I am and never shall be one with unfortunates. Oh, Captain, look out there. A diver. He's looking in at us. Oh, yes. Yes, we're near shore. But, but what does he want? You asked a question, Professor. You shall have your answer. And even as I watched, a crew member in a diving suit appeared outside the window and gave the native diver the small treasured chest taken from the Spanish galleon. The swimmer returned to the window, humbly saluted Captain Nemo, who returned the gesture, and then the diver darted upward with his treasure. I turned and looked at Nemo. What more do you want of me, Professor Aronoff? A confession written in heart's blood that though I hate the world, I love my fellow man. I couldn't answer him. If ever I saw tragedy burned across a man's face, I saw it in Nemo's. I could now understand his bitter philosophy, his moods blowing hot and cold, like, like destroying searing winds. And then, a week later, Ned Corsay and I saw another side of Nero's nature. He had sighted a mysterious man of war. The ship fired at us. They're firing at us. Let me at that periscope. Stand back, Mr. Land. Ship of an accursed nation. You recognize me, don't you? Fear me. Now, my vengeance. Torpedo one, fire! No, Captain, no! We don't have a chance! The man of war seemed to disintegrate. Captain Nemo watched it sink, an archangel of hatred. Then he turned and entered his quarters. I followed him as though hypnotized. I saw him uncover a picture on the far wall, a portrait of a young woman and two beautiful children. Before this little group, Nemo spread out his arms and then... Almighty God, enough. Enough. After that catastrophic occurrence, the Nautilus moved in more and more of a dream world. And then Ned came to me with his plan. We're escaping tonight, Professor. Escape? Are we in sight of land? I just took the Recton. There are hills 20 miles to the east of us. 20 miles? It might as well be 200. You know very well that I'm not a swimmer, Ned. You won't have to swim, sir. We'll take the small boat. We'll meet at 10 tonight. Oh, heavens knows I'm with you, Ned. Lay your plans. I'll meet you at 10. to my quarters, dressed in my stoutest sea garments, collected my notes, and settled down to await the appointed time. And then, music. 
from the hands of a tormented soul longing to break its earthly bonds. Such music as could only come from Captain Nemo himself. And then my heart froze in terror. He was in the drawing room, the very room I must cross in order to make my escape. I made my way to the drawing room. The room was in a greenish half-light. Nemo sat before the pipe organ, playing as though music were his last avenue of expression in life. I held my breath. I passed in back of him. I reached for the far door. Stop! Captain Nemo arose and came straight toward me. I slammed the heavy door, bolted it, and ran to meet Ned. Professor! Professor, is that you? Yes, yes, yes. Let us go. Aye, sir. We have service to take on fresh air. They're coming after us! Quick, up on deck. Come on, Professor. Hurry. Storm! We're in a storm! Storm, nothing. It's a maelstrom. Quick, another small boat! Oh, now the waves. We're caught in the maelstrom. We're going down. You're safe, Professor. Oh. Quite safe now. Fosse? Oh. Uh, the same, sir. Oh. And here's Ned, too. He brought us through the maelstrom safely. We're in a fisherman's hut on the Lofoten Islands, Professor. Uh, that the, the Nautilus? She was caught fair in the middle of it and went down, sir. And it's no better than she deserved, if you ask me. If anyone could survive such a storm, Captain Nemo could. At least, I hope so. You hope so? Yes, Ned. After traveling 20,000 leagues under the sea with Nemo, I hope he lives on to conquer his hatred for the world, forget vengeance in his love for the oppressed. As Ecclesiastes questioned 6,000 years ago, that which is far off and exceeding deep, who can find it out? I hope that Captain Nemo can find his answer. <laughs> From Hollywood, Family Theater has presented 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, starring Gene Lockhart. Dennis Morgan was your host. Others in our cast were Bill Woodson as Nemo, Whitfield Connor, Jack Lloyd, and Michael Hayes. The script was adapted from Jules Verne's classic by Virginia M. Cook, with music composed and conducted by Harry Zimmerman, and was directed and transcribed for Family Theater by Joseph F. Mansfield. This series of family theater broadcasts is made possible by the thousands of you who feel the need for this type of program, by the mutual network which has responded to this need, and by the hundreds of stars of stage, screen, and radio who give so unselfishly of their time and talent to appear on our family theater stage. To them and to you, our humble thanks. Family Theater is broadcast throughout the world and originates in the Hollywood studios of the world's largest network. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
Well, what an interesting night we've had. Um, and by the way, keep your eyes open. The astronomer will be coming soon. Um, probably not to a theater near you, but I, but to YouTube. Um, so go and watch Forewarned and the other petrifying production films, which will not be as good as The Astronomer, I'm sorry. Um, and certainly not as high quality because of our new Lumiere cameras. Um, however, it shall be a lot of fun. Um, although even I am having a hard time understanding the plot, and I wrote it myself. So uh, go to tinyurl.com slash petrifyingproductions to see that. Um, that's right, and I think I that's all. Is that all I have to say, Adam? Oh yes, please send help. Airship wrecked with Captain Proctor is created by London Homer Wambium and produced by Petrifying Productions. Visit them online at tinyurl.com/petrifyingproductions. Theme music by Kevin McLeod, sponsored by Marion Showacre at Allstate Insurance. They offer auto, home, business, and life insurance. I say, Mr. O'Neill, is that a child over there? Yeah. Can you hear it? No. That's good. Because... Dude, you can see my head! <laughs> <laughs>